Hello and welcome to another Two Footed. Um, this week we are not going out of town. No. We're, we're doing the opposite in fact. Yeah, we're staying in town. We, we are staying in town. This week we uh, we sort of talked about it earlier on in one or two of the podcasts and we said that we were we had some things in the pipeline and this was one of them. It was. Um, in terms of, we went to our hometown club, um, Chorley FC. Mm-hmm. The Magpies. Uh, the Magpies, certainly. Somewhere that I've lived within minutes of for 29 of my 29 years of life. Yeah. Um, so it's a club that's quite close to me in terms of distance. <laughs> I wouldn't say... Quite I've, literally, quite, distance. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I've uh, I've ever followed them too closely. I've always obviously kept... Well, I've lived in Trolley since I was nine. I'm 29 now, so obviously 20 years. I've followed them from a distance just because of my local team. Yeah, you see um, the scores, don't you? You look at the scores. I was really happy... Um, or, you know, during the Flickcroft years when they got promotion, we'll talk more about that when we have a yeah. look at the history. But that was nice because there was a buzz around the town, wasn't there, when they got There was. Promotions. I mean, uh, I, I think I do mention it in, in the uh, in one of the interviews with, with one of the Chorley, um, the Chorley player, I think. Chorley uh, captain. Chorley captain, yeah. I think I mentioned that um, sort of 10 years ago, maybe, because I only live minutes away from the ground. Yeah, a goal went in and you didn't really hear a, go, a, sco- like a cheer or anything like no. that but now like I can have windows closed or whatever and still hear it and then yeah. go on to check Twitter there's over a thousand people at the game today wasn't there 1,400 or something yeah, I think yeah. which, which is a, it's a lot for the town it, it is. really is you know when you think there were what how many away fans do you reckon there were maybe 100 maybe maybe there was uh, maybe not even that many yeah a few dozen so to think and actually when it was it was more obvious when uh, they swapped ends after half yeah. time and the Chorley lot went from the big, the big standing into, stand yeah. into the tiny little so standing stand. So could be up the other end, yeah. Um, and and they absolutely packed that side out. A uh, little bit of a rundown of Chorley. Um, I think you've got some details on where they started. Yeah, yeah. Well, they play the football at Victory Park. Uh, they be they started life as a rugby club, which I found quite interesting before yeah. transitioning over uh, to being a football uh, club in eighteen eighty three. And since then, they've played. Um, Across six different leagues, the the game that we watched today was played in the uh, in the National League North, and they've been there since two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, since the promotion there. I remember them kind of getting to that. Yeah, stage. yeah, uh, it was a bit of a slog up to that point, but not in a not in a not in a bad way at all. It all changed it was, under one man, though. Didn't it was it? it was that it was Gary Flitcroft. So Gary Flitcroft was uh, was appointed manager of Crawley in twenty ten. Ex Blackburn Gary uh, Flitcroft yeah. knows um, the area very well. Yeah, does it? Uh, he's still a part of the club in some in way. Some way, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and he uh, he secured two promotions um, in three years, which it was, was amazing incredible. buzz in the town. I yeah, remember being around at that time. One of the years they beat FC United of Manchester yeah. to promotion, which was a massive thing because mm. um, if you don't know, FC United of Manchester was the kind of spin-off Manchester United club set up by the fans who weren't happy with the Glazers. And there's a lot more resources. Yeah. At FC United of Manchester, well, we were talking about it today, and I think it, it's mentioned within either the captain or the manager's uh, interview that we did that the resources just aren't there at this level. Com- yeah, even comparing to the the other teams that yeah. are in around them, um, and yet they they battle they battle for promotion every year. They do now. Which, you which, you which, think just to, to add into about the yeah. money side of things, you look at an, another team in that in that league. And I was saying to you today, I was in a York City. Yeah. Brand new stadium, 8,000 stadium. Mm. You know, and then you look at the Chorley. I mean, if anyone listens to this wants to Google Earth Victory Park, you'll see it's a very barren place, isn't it? You know, mm. there's one main stand. 
two two stands which is just standing on me and then a grass bank on the other side pretty much yeah um, there's nothing there's nothing amazing nothing spectacular about the new director stand on the grass bank looks quite nice but obviously it's only small yeah I think that was done more for sponsorship than anything yeah, else probably yeah. wasn't it yeah of course so they were very successful under Gary Flickcroft um, his successor Matt Janssen also of Blackburn also of Blackburn and Bolton yeah as well mm. took over he wasn't as successful but they were still fighting for promotion under him um, in the space of three years they had two playoff losses so they got into the they playoffs did, yeah. and they lost at the final well, in the semis uh, in a final playoff they lost to Halifax in the final I think it was um, yeah last I seem year. to remember that yeah Yeah. Um, so they've been very close and then this year again they're fighting for promotion after I think it was 10 games this season they were 9 points clear um, that was a little bit um, it wasn't a true reflection because some of the teams hadn't played yeah, yeah. Um, but they've been there or thereabouts all season which is absolutely incredible it's, it's a testament to the players it's a testament to the fans and, and obviously um, to Matt Janssen's successor yeah. um, Jamie Vermiglio you're saying his surname now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you been checking whether how you to say that, <laughs> or we're we just going out on a limb? I'm just going out on a limb. Sorry, Jamie, if that's not how you say your name. Yeah. So today we went to watch uh, Chorley. I say today we, you're not going to hear it on the day we went to watch it. Um, no. You're going to hear it a week or Saturday two the ninth of March. We're recording. Um, yeah. And today we went to watch Chorley Football Club play Kidderminster Harriers. It's a big game. It was a big game uh, today. Chorley had hadn't won. They'd only won one in three, um, and their their rivals for top spot Stockport had been on a massive run. Yeah, and they'd won something like seven in the space of nine games or something. Incredible. Yeah. Um, it'd come out of nowhere. Um, Jamie mentions that in the interview as well, giving credit to Stockport. Yeah. Um, but so today was a big, big game. Um, Andy mentions in his interview as well about the atmosphere since this kind of little slump in form yeah. and how um, he thought the atmosphere was very good today. You'll be able to hear that. But it was, like from a personal point of view, as soon I think the early goal helped. Yeah, yeah, I think it got the crowd going, didn't it? So the, so the game was, finished 3-0. Yeah. It? Um, it was a convincing performance. but Very convincing. I don't yeah. think uh, Kitty Minster had, uh, had really asked uh, many chances. After the first goal, it settled down a little bit and then Kidderminster had a little bit of the ball and were playing on the counter-attack. Well, for about 20 minutes in that first half, yeah, they had a lot of the ball. They did, fact. but they didn't really do a great deal with it. And actually, even though Kidderminster had a lot of the ball in the first half, the last five, ten minutes of the first half were all trolling. Mm. They should have, sh- could have and should have maybe scored two or three before yeah, half-time. true. So it was 1-0 at half-time um, and then a couple of goals... In the second half, and a spectacular goal mouth scramble, which yeah. neither of us know understand no, no, how no, the ball no, went no, out. No keeper, the totally, uh, the Kidderminster keeper made an absolutely worldy save, um, and then we were just waiting for the net to balls, weren't we? And it yeah. didn't. Um, so three 0 very convincing win. Um, that coupled with Stockport losing away at Brakeley. Um, yeah, well, actually, time. we were sat behind like the media guys weren't yeah, we? Yeah we were. Um and it came through that they were that they'd gone one down. They were very happy with And you could they? you could hear the bubble couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. That, of, People of, clearly heard around us yeah. that, that was that, that that was the case. And it and there was another cheer when it when it was announced at the end yeah. that, that Stockport had lost. So Chorley lost top spot recently to Stockport but reclaimed it today. So the atmosphere around the ground was very good as people were filtering out. I, I I'll be honest with you, as someone who as I said, I've I've been to watch a few games, one or two over the years for Troy, but I've never been someone who's ever consistently gone or anything like that. But I really enjoyed today. I really enjoyed seeing the amount of people that were in 
Victory Park. Mm. And I, I was, I was, I really enjoyed hearing sort of the excitement and the and the buzz of, yeah. of that team because actually I, I was we were talked before we went into the ground we were a bit apprehensive of sort of what standard you'd expect at that or level. what style of play and yeah. what style of play and actually and, and I did remark during the game that a lot of a lot of balls went upwards and were punted out but you know that's the level but I thought some that second goal was it yeah one touch football it was, it was one touch football yeah. ball inside the full back then the striker playing it across and Josh Wilson um, finishing off Fantastic. Josh Wilson was fantastic today. Two goals was it today? Two goals today, yeah. Uh, taking off after his second one with job done, like you said, in the stands. He was fantastic today. He was. He really was. They all, I thought they were all great. The 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 pace that they, they attacked at times was you know, was the reason I think which we pushed. It was entertaining football. It, it really was. Second half especially. Once the second goal went in, it was obviously almost game over. Yeah. And surely kind of relaxed a little bit more and he played some fantastic one touch football. Was very impressed. Mm. So, shall we get on to towards our first um, chat with uh, with Charlie Captain? Yeah. So we our first chat today, our first our very first proper interview um, from the out of time is we spoke to Andy Teague, uh, who is the Charlie Football Club Charlie Football Club captain, um, and we mentioned in the interview, and I wanted to mention now he is pretty much Mister Charlie, isn't he? It, it it was brilliant listening to him. I, I he, as he was talking, I, just, I was I, I was just like staring at him because he he sort of you could see that pride. Yeah. As he was talking, over three hundred and fifty appearances, he played his three hundred and fiftieth game against Hereford in January. Um, so he'll be on about three hundred and sixty yeah. right now. That's an incredible amount of games to play at this level Absolutely. as well. Just to stay with one yeah. club and to play at this level. And, um, he was brought into club by Gary Flitcroft in 2011, so he's been there throughout all the good times, throughout all yeah. the promotion pushes. Obviously, the the, uh, the downsides as well. We've missed out on promotion, mm. but you could just tell his pride at today. But um, watching him play, you could absolutely see why he's club captain. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. His head went on everything. Everything. Uh, you'd love to have him at the back. Just he never lost. No. Never lost um, a head, an aerial duel, and he actually. I mean, I mentioned this later. I, I think he was harshly ruled out of an assist. It was an interesting one, wasn't it? Was I don't know. Yeah. I think it might have been the right decision, but <laughs> it would have been lovely. Um, been, yeah. In terms of uh, of hearing him speak, I'm sure it will come across really clear that he loves the club. Yeah. And definitely. that, even though I think there's been a little bit, as you mentioned earlier, a little bit of murmuring from Charlie fans about It's it. only because the slumping form yeah. recently, I think. And but, I, think that's, I think that's natural. I mean... I don't want to speak too much away from Charlie, but it's the same with Liverpool, my club. Slumping form, you get murmurings and discontent. Yeah. And I think Charlie were, were so far ahead and we're doing so well. For a club of Charlie's stature to keep that going and going and going, yeah, it would have been extremely difficult. And keep in mind, before this game, they'd only won one in three. They'd drawn one of those as well, yeah. so they'd only lost one. But he, I thought he spoke really well about, yeah, about did, that. Yeah. I think he, he sort of backed up what maybe comps he'd made earlier, earlier yeah. in the weeks or whatever. And I thought he backed up really well. So I think really we should head over to listen to that, should we now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Definitely. All right, we're joined here by Andy T, captain of Trolley FC. Uh, nice one today. Andy, fantastic performance back at, the, back at the top of the league. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's a great result, especially against a good team like Kidderminster. But um, in the week, we've got regrouped, got together. We've had a few stern words with each other. Um, and it's important for us, you know, the club and everyone to do with it. And we wanted to go out today and prove why we've been up to, up the top. Um, hoping Brackley, you know, could cause an upset, and they did that. And 
know, we proved today with a 3 0 win, and I thought it was quite convincing in the end. Yeah, it was very convincing from, from the sidelines. Um, you you were denied, uh, I thought, an assist towards the end. Uh, a bit of a soft foul, what did you think? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of them. You know, I think Marcus has done great to get the head of him. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. Um, it's always you know positive if I got an assist or you know backing up Charlie up, but um, I'm more concerned about the defending getting a, a clean sheet. And you know, I think from Matty, um, the back three, and you know Charlie and Blake's, I think we've we've worked very tireless, and especially Jake in front of us. You know, coming, he's not been playing for best part of the season I thought Jake today was um, outstanding and um, credit where it's due and you know, it's all about a clean sheet for me definitely definitely um, I've done a little bit of research on you before the game obviously knowing we were coming um, you've been here since 2011 yeah I think nine years it is this nine season I think I joined in February 2011 so yeah. once I get to February next year that's if, if you know, the club wants me to stay um, you know, it'll be me testing one another year, hopefully. And, absolutely incredible. Um, I think I played, it was 350 odd games I'm on now, or 360 might be. Not that I'm counting, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it, it's a proud, it's proud for me. Um, Gary Fleet Cross brought me to the club and um, he told me what a sleeping giant was and that he wants to push up to the leagues. And um, I had an injury back when I was, you know, when I was 19 and, you know, to come to a club and win trophies and progress the way it has, um, you know, it's been, you know, it's been it's been a pleasure to be a part of a club like this. I mean, you are Mr. Chorley. You look at you, over 350 appearances. You've been part of two promotion seasons. You're pushing for promotion again. You must be. You must feel proud to be where you are. Yeah, it's an honour. You know, like I said, it's people laugh at me. me reg on my car. It says Chorley, but you know, I got that from Chorley Nissan. You know, they put a little bit of you know credit to them. And um, like I said, people do call me Mr. Chorley, but. There's a lot of lads who's been here as long as I have. You know, you've got your Jake's Dale's not here at the minute, but Jake, we've got a great nucleus of, of lads who have been here for a long time and know the club inside out. And I think you can tell with that on the on on the pitch, we've not got the biggest budget in the world, but we've been here together for a long time, and I think it's proven how we performed every year. We've always been up there. It's always been progressing, especially off the field. Now you're you know you're under 12s, you, you know the Charlie women. You've got everything going behind the scenes. People don't see that, and mm. as to be, you know, the front head of it, it's, it's proud. It is proud. Yeah, I think you can see from the crowd size because I I live very close to here. Yeah, yeah. All my life, and you can see, you can tell by the noise, um, and it, sort of when a goal goes in, I know when if I'm at home, you can you can tell that the crowds have grown with. Yeah, with I think that. when I first joined, I think they, they were touching like 350 and for the league we was in. It was one of the best ones there, but you know, Gary's Gary's come in just like the start of the season and. You know, but since we the crowds and I think now when I'm driving through Charlie, the main thing you see young, young kids with Charlie shirts on, mm, and yeah. you know it's a credit where it's due. They keep coming back, and you know that's why the club are getting behind the scenes, they're getting young, young um, teams going. Because then you know throughout the you know throughout the year, you see that, and it gets you know the young people come in and turn theirs, and they start playing for us, and then you know, it, it's progressing throughout everything everywhere. So you know it's credit from behind the scenes, and you know, the commercial dive. That um, manager Josh, he works tireless behind getting you know the revenue in, getting all these things going on. They've got like soccer schools going into schools now, and that's progressing even more. So, yeah, it's a long mate continuing. Hopefully, we can finish it off this year by getting that promotion. Fingers crossed. I read an interview with Jamie a little while ago. He was talking about if promotion is achieved this year, because obviously it's a big if, but yeah, yeah. fingers crossed it happens. The club would be looking over the next three or four years of turning professional. Do you think the club would, that's something that the club could sustain? Yeah, I hear a lot of you know a lot of people say we don't want to get promoted because of you know a lot of them are professional, but 
course we want to get promoted. This, yeah. this is what it's about. This is what we play football for. We don't want to get promoted. What's the point in playing footy? What's the point in turning out every week? So they couldn't go, you know, full time straight away because of, you know, the, how it, the structure of the club yeah. is at the minute. So it'll be all about getting getting in that league. If we get in that league, then you know, looking to try and stay in that league, and then with views to them maybe going f- full time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple of questions about you then. Down the years, you, you, you're a consummate pro. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Play with, um, I think I put it in my program. Not as a while ago, um, when I was a young kid coming through at Macclesfield, um, I remember debut at like 18, and, and um, the striker up top was the beast, John Parkin, and oh, you no, know, he took me under his wing. Um, I think he got moved to the Championship after that. But as a young lad coming in and seeing him up top, you knew he could play a ball into him, and he's strong. He put weight on now, but then he was still a big lad, and he could. The guy, his feet, it was. Once he turned his his pace on, it might sound daft. He was one of the quickest players. You couldn't get up, get him off the ball. And yeah, he was uh, as a young lad, you know, being 18, he was uh, yeah, he was great to play with. And on the opposite side, of that, are there any teams or players that you come up against that you think, ah, oh, don't fancy this today? Yeah, well, well, to be fair, when I was at Macclesfield, we had a, we had a, in the reserve team like 16, 17. We come up against my United reserves, oh, right. so we had PK playing. Wow. We had um, Pogba playing, so we had you know yeah, David Bellion's coming through and all that, and that. So that was that used to be played at Hyde. So that was a that was. But at the time, you didn't realise who they were or what they was going to achieve in the football. So. They stood out a mile. Like PK was like six foot five. Pogba was like that. Like the, the presence <laughs> when they play. But yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the crowds are massive, here, aren't they? They play a huge part in what you're trying to do at Chorley. Yeah, I, I was saying um, the other week. I said, you know, I didn't criticise them, but I wanted them to get behind us. And a few, few of the uh, fans took it to heart that I was criticising that, you know, little um, niggly shouts to players. That, that's not what we're about. It's about getting behind us. It's, if we would have said at the start of the season where we are now, they would have took it with both hands. Oh, and yeah. today, you could see, you know, they've they've not stopped singing throughout the game, and I thought they were outstanding today. And I've mentioned that even the lads said it in the changing rooms. It, it's not criticism. It's about us getting behind, sticking together as a club. That's what we're at. We're a community club. Mm. We stick together through thick and thin. I thought tonight it was outstanding. They were, they were absolutely outstanding. You can tell that they're kind of. They sent something big's happening. Yeah, right? yeah, like the early goal did help in a way, yeah. but when it's not going our way, they're still going on. It's one nil. It's a tight. It's still tight, and they've encouraged us and got us going, got us going. And today they got behind us and they were outstanding. The fall. So that was Andy T, club captain of Chorley, and our next chat was with manager. We were lucky enough to sit down with the manager we of Chorley Football Club, weren't we, Jamie Vermiglio? And he, I thought he spoke really well. He was really sure, wasn't he? We were trying yeah. to make sure that we weren't taking up too, too much, much of his yeah. time because I know his family was there. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of went a few questions with him, but I really enjoyed listening to him speak. Very and, charismatic. Yeah, it really is. I think for me and you especially, I think um, more of a of an interesting Jamie because he's a head teacher as well. Yeah. Um, and we're obviously, we've mentioned before, primary school teachers. Um, so that work-life balance we did go into. Uh, in terms of his where he's been, I think he knows got... the club, doesn't he? So, he, well, as a coach, uh, he was a coach under the Gary Flitcroft uh, regime. Yeah. Uh, when Gary left, he was made assistant manager to Matt Janssen. Yeah. Uh, and then when Matt Janssen left, he was appointed the full coach. But he yeah. played there uh, as well. Um, I'm just checking. 
the years that he signed for the club because he said yeah, 2003 yeah so he joined uh, the club in 2003 but then left for Scarborough in 2006 yeah but then returned to Charlton in 2009-10 so he's obviously got an affiliation with the club he obviously loves the club and he talks about um, how much of it well, you'll hear in a minute he talks about how much of a community feel the club is and he's obviously very proud of that isn't he yeah, I, I mean, I get the impression that you probably talk to most of those Choi lads, whether, you know, players or coaches or whatever. And I think they are very, very proud of where mm. the club is right now. I think talking to, we first got into contact with um, the media. Alex. Alex, Alex yeah. Birch, and I think yeah. you could tell from him, I think you could. He was very approachable as well, yeah. wasn't he? Very easy to um, to contact. Couldn't really do enough for us, really. No, exactly. So. And it was brilliant. Um, what I really enjoyed about speaking with Jamie was is that um, you you could see that he's he's long game isn't he? he's long term he yeah. he understands that he goes those highs and those lows but the striving to get to that promotion spot yeah definitely um, I will say before we go into the interview I think there was a, was a bit of background noise as uh, as yeah. Victory Park was packing away and tidying <laughs> there away was, so there was. you'll hear that uh, you will hear that we apologise but um, yeah I thought it was a fantastic. Really good, inter- really good chat, really, wasn't it? Um, he's a really good family man. He, kn- he clearly gets kind of work-life balance. Yeah, uh, and he talks about it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed today. I enjoyed talking to Jamie. Andy was great, as I'm sure you've just listened to. So I think we just uh, we sit back. Should we move in? Then to we it? listen to Jamie, yeah. yeah. Off we go. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Yeah, no problem. Big performance, big results today. What, do you, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? It's one that we needed, in all honesty. Mm. You know, for one reason or another, there's a little bit of negativity um, approaching today's game. So, it was, you know, it's a big relief to get get the win. Um, but I thought the performance was well merited. The win, you know, Kidderminster are a good side, and I think it was a little bit of, um, you know, a bit of cat and mouse, I suppose, in the in the first half on occasions. Uh, but we we grew into the game. We got the goal. We had something to hold on to, and then I thought, I think you. We saw a lot of players playing with, with confidence. Um, so overall, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy with the performance and there's a sense of relief um, just around the ground. And you know, I felt that. But our fans were really good today. Very really, really good. They didn't stop singing from start to finish. And uh, you know, that's what we're about. We need them to, to stick together. Um, I think Tiggy's just touched on it with you in the previous interview that we are a community club. You know, a lot of the younger kids that we've got coming through the door now. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a massive part of what we're doing. And uh, I thought that all round the whole atmosphere and everything today there was a real buzz about the place so it was an enjoyable enjoyable to be a part of it was um, T mentioned earlier that it had been a bit flat recently and that might have been due to recent uh, results but today they, they showed up from minute one we noticed didn't we yeah. the noise was massive um, and the first goal like you said really helped um, having spoken about the game top of the league now can it be sustained well, we've sustained it for the vast majority of the season, I suppose, haven't we? And, you know, we, we've look, we've been up near the top since the start. We battled it out with clubs such as Hereford at the beginning. Mm. Um, as that season's evolved, Bradford Park Avenue has been up there. They've slipped away. I know it's Stockport's time to come, and they're nibbling away at us. And to be fair to them, they've been. You know what a run they've been on. They deserve an enormous amount of credit. Mm. Um, and spending more as well. I think Bradley's put themselves in the mix a little bit. So that look, we've we've dealt with it all season. It's tough when you're at the top of the league. I mean, Stockport being top of the league going into today's game, they find themselves second. And I'm sure that's probably going to be the way it's going to go a little bit. You know, we're probably not going to go on a run and win absolutely every game. Although that will be the intention. We just need to be able to. You know, to try and just to try and put on a little bit of a run, sustain a little bit of pressure, um, and if we do get beat or drop a point here or there, we need to be able to to bounce back and regroup like we like we have done today. 
definitely. Uh, coming away from the game a little bit, uh, I know that you're a head teacher, we're primary school teachers as well. So we were just we were talking before the game off mic. Like, you have to a job. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, how do you balance the two? Because obviously the, the two big commitments, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And I've said it's a big question that a lot of people ask, and you know, I've answered it uh, numerous times. So I won't change my answer. <laughs> as cheesy and as cliche it is, that I've got really, really good people around yeah. me. You know, I've got a family at home with two kids who I absolutely adore, they're the world to me, and I try my best to give them as much time as I can, but I do it on days where, you know, Saturday mornings, I do a little bit, but it's mainly football, you wake up on Saturday and football, 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 but this morning I'm up at six o'clock, I'm preparing at six o'clock, um, I went to bed late, but I'm preparing last night as well, and then, you know, Sundays is my day of work, really, where I, when I get ready, just like most teachers know, you know, Sunday is your, yeah. is your sixth, sixth day, <laughs> so I've got a great, a great family around me at home, my wife does loads and loads and loads of work, you know, I, I, um, I'm not chauvinistic by any means, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't find myself picking up an iron or anything like that. She does all that kind of stuff for me. And then here, you know, I've got Smudger, who's my assistant, and Preci, who they know the game from top to bottom. And, you know, really, it's like three joint man- managers. We just bounce, bounce ideas off. Ultimately, it's my decision. And when it's going well, they'll take credit. And when it's going bad, uh, that's, that's, my, that's my fault. Um, and, and equally at work, like, I've got fantastic staff around me. We've got 372 kids on roll. And, um, and a great senior leadership team, a fantastic deputy and good good teachers. So, uh, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I've just got really, really good people around me and I'm very fortunate like that. Well, fingers crossed for us this season and we really appreciate you joining us. No problem. Thank Thanks you very much. Cheers, Cheers. So that was Jamie Vermiglio, Trolley Football Club manager. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this special edition of Two Footed um, Out of Towners as much as we enjoyed doing it. We really enjoyed doing it. It's something that we've we've talked about yeah. weeks ago, really, yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? It's quite a while ago. It's a completely different dynamic to just sitting in a room yeah. and talking about football. It puts it? pressure on us because I think yeah. over the last few weeks we've we've found our stride somewhat. You may disagree, but um, <laughs> I, I think it, it's just it's just interesting. It's something that we hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy it enough that you know it gives a chance to do it maybe have more chances to do this we hope yeah we hope um we have the opportunity to get better yeah um as we have done with the podcast after the podcast over um the months that we've been doing it we feel that we've got a little bit more natural and hopefully we're given the opportunity to do so in the whole kind of interviewing environments as well i think we've both got an aspiration to to get to rafa benitez (laughs) a liverpool and newcastle are there um but yeah i i think Going there was a really special experience for me today. Yeah. Um, they, as, as you said earlier on, they couldn't have done more. No. Um, from the moment we stepped in. It was in. a really accommodating football club, wasn't it? It was. And it's just nice to know that at our hometown, mm. you know, that's the first one we started Definitely, with. And, and yeah. you, we can't thank them enough for no. for allowing us to do that today, which is which is brilliant. So really. a huge thank you to Charlie Football Club and Alex Birch who made it happen today. Definitely. Um, I think that's all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening. And uh, as always, if you want to uh, to talk to us, we are at yeah, we are at Towners Podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and all I've got left to say is thank you very much, and we will see you next time. See you later.